welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 838. And have you done this? She asked, looking at me with mock seriousness while a smile tugged at her mouth. Have you made a baby with a woman? I have been careful not to do such a thing, I said. There is an herb called sylphium. I chew it every day and it keeps me from putting a baby in a woman. Penthe shook her head. This is more of your barbarian sex rituals, she said. Does bringing a man to the flowers also make a baby where you come from? I decided to take a different tack. If men do not help with making babies, how do you explain that babies look like their fathers? Babies look like angry old men, Penthe said, all bald and with, she hesitated, touching her cheek, with face lines. Perhaps the old men are the only ones making babies then, she smirked. What about kittens? I asked. You have seen a litter of kittens. When a white cat and a black cat have sex, you get kittens both white and black, and kittens of both colors. Always? she asked. Not always, I admitted, but most times. What if there is a yellow kitten? she asked. Before I could put together an answer, she waved the question away. Kittens have little to do with this, she said. We are not like animals. We do not go into season. We do not lay eggs. We do not make cocoons or fruit or seeds. We are not dogs or frogs or trees. Penthe gave me a serious look. You are committing a false thinking. You could as easily say two stones make baby stones by banging against each other until a piece breaks off. Therefore, two people make baby peoples in the same way. I fumed, but she was right. I was committing a fallacy of analogy. It was faulty logic. Our conversation continued along this vein for some time. I asked her if she had ever known a woman to get pregnant who had not had sex in the previous months. She said she didn't know of any woman who would be will- who would willingly go three months without sex, except those who were traveling among the barbarians, or very ill, or very old. Eventually, Penthe waved a hand to stop me, gesturing exasperation. Do you hear your own excuses? Sex makes babies, but not always. Babies look like man-mothers, but not always. The sex must be at the right time, but not always. There are plants that make it more likely or less likely. She shook her end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And Quoth has been owned by facts and logic. (laughs) (laughs) You said yesterday that there was a passage on this page where Quoth uh, does not comport himself particularly well you want to talk about well he doesn't press his argument right when he says how do you explain that babies look like their fathers she says babies look like old men and like okay well when the kid is like two years old it looks like their dad most of the time so he just like breezes past that particular line of argument and i think penthe is like overly dismissive i think you could get around that because adam have a lot of the same features right yeah but like even if we're taking that they all have like the same hair color and the same eye color there are lots of nuances yeah like i ha- i sound like my dad and all the men in my family sound a lot like i do for example you know we have the same like cheekbones mm-hmm. it's possible that if you don't really think about it that way you don't really notice it yeah that's a good point jordana like if you're not looking for it yeah I- i'm not saying that Benthi wouldn't find a way to rationalize it i'm saying that it's doing his argument a disservice by not pressing that point well like, i think that it's interesting for them to discuss both for us as a reader and for quoth as a person who wants to learn things but i'm not sure that it's worth arguing arguing over like i think it's worth discussing but not arguing 
I don't know if I agree with that, but Penthe certainly agrees with you because eventually Penthe's like, look, this is stupid. We're not going to convince each other. You're a wrongheaded barbarian, but I don't care. I just want to screw again. So let's do that. Which is how this scene resolved. That is how I feel when I argue with you, Jeremy. Yes, which is which is how I know that I won the argument. This is true friendship. <laughs> the point of an argument, as Nick once said to me on this very podcast, uh, you know, a year or so ago, is to crush your enemy and either make them convinced that you are right and they were wrong or make them so fed up with talking to you that they decide to leave the conversation. And either way, you have won. I don't know if I've ever won an argument. Are you the type of person who thinks that when you get into a flame war on Twitter, if they block you, do you think that's winning? No, because then I'd have to concede that I lost the argument to all the people that I've blocked on the internet, and I will never concede defeat. <laughs> okay, it's good to have principles. That's right. <laughs> if you don't like these, I have others. <laughs> it is funny, though, that in the midst of this argument, Penthe, like pushes her glasses up her nose and goes, uh, actually, that's a, that's a logical fallacy. Uh, invalid argument, and Quoth and Quoth goes, "Ah, oh, she's right." <laughs> yeah, damn it, he's right. Yeah, the the only time that's ever actually happened <laughs> when someone points out that they've committed an error of logic, and the other person goes, "Ah, oh, of course, you have bested me with because I have committed an error of logic." Something that never happens in real life. Yeah, well, Quoth is maybe <laughs> the only debate nerd who's debating in good faith. Yeah, that's possible. This is another example of why he should have read that rhetoric and logic book. That's a great point. If he'd read that book, he might have had a better uh, way of arguing his point. By this point, has he still not read it? I don't think he ever reads it. I yeah, I don't think he ever reads it. And of course, it's uh, him who is the rhetorician. I, I assumed he read it at some point, but... I think he hangs on to it for sentimental reasons. I don't know that he ever does, yeah. Doesn't he try to get Bass to read it? No, he's, he's trying to get Bass to read Kelly M. Tintier. Right. I knew there was a book that he was trying to get Bass to read. Also, this is uh, on-page confirmation that in the Four Corners, they still have the plant that the Romans drove to extinction, uh, Silphium, which the Romans used both as like an aphrodisiac and as a contraceptive. Is that a real thing? I thought that was a made-up fantasy thing, like everything else in this book. No. Goodness gracious. No, that's a real thing. The Romans, they, they used this plant so much that they drove it to extinction, despite the fact that they cultivated it extensively. They like put it on their coinage. <laughs> There's a reason why we have the conception that the Romans were sex freaks. It's because they were, and they were such sex freaks that they uh, were they had found this plant with like contraceptive properties and then made it go bye bye. Thanks a lot, Rome. Also, though, uh, something that, given it's an existing thing, so not too many props to Rothfuss, but a little bit of props to Rothfuss for displaying like a male contraceptive, which. Honestly, there are not enough of that are like running around right now. <laughs> There's zero. Yeah. As someone who has actually done some digging. Actually, they exist, but not in all countries. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, we, we live in what is often referred to as a first world country. And uh, after my extensive research, I can tell you that the only one available to me was a vasectomy. Crazy expensive? No, it was a vasectomy. Oh. The, the medical contraception for men does not exist in Canada. You cannot access it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're either wearing a rubber, or you're you're you know using the old pull out method, or you're getting your tubes, or tied. you're snipping it. Yeah. And what's doubly maddening is that they have tested lots of like male you know equivalents of like the birth control pill, and they concluded that they were all like too risky to like make available to the general public because they have side effects like mood swings and loss of libido and so like the exact same things that happen to women <laughs> yeah exactly but uh when it happens to a woman who cares <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know if like if you guys would have 
been as privy to it. Like it would have been in the news. So I feel like you, you would have heard about it, but I also feel like maybe I was like more tuned to it because I was like a lady, but uh, there was a birth control pill. There probably, it probably still exists called Yaz. And it was causing all sorts of problems when I was in like late teens. Um, Like, Women were like going through all sorts of crazy bullshit because of the side effects of this one medication. And like to think that like that medication could have so much wrong with it and they were still putting it out, probably are still putting it out, but that they wouldn't put out a, a guy's one. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> they probably rebranded it. And I remember the ad campaign that was pitched really young. They were like advertising that to teenagers. I mean, like, I used a birth control pill when I was a teenager. It helped me with my acne. I know. I had, like, you know, more power to you. But I mean, like, and yeah, this stuff. Is <laughs> Many people do. But yes, it's a tragedy. Or it's a, a tragedy. It's uh, it's unfair. It's outrageous. It's unfair. But we're just going to have to take a seat and deal with it. You know what I say to this? I say, uh, bring back. Wait, I'm going to mispronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Sil- silphum? Silium? Silphium? Selfium. Selfium. Bring back selfium. If anyone could, it would be a, a relevatory invention. But also, you yeah. know, I, I think yeah, part absolutely. of the reason they don't put these the male contraceptives out there is probably that they think there's no there's like less of a business case for it. But they'd be wrong. <laughs> Which is crazy to me because I think that most most bepinist folks do not love wearing a condom. It's like a thing you do because you don't want any of the side effects that'll come from not wearing a condom. So if you could have the same not side effects and it's to just like have a shot once a month or take a pill every day, I would take that trade in a heartbeat. Uh, you and I would, Jeremy, but in you know, not to get too dark, but in light of like the legislating women's bodies that's happening south of our border here in Canada, for example, I feel like the issue is less about convenience and more about policing women's bodies in general and how accessible or inaccessible that is like i think they want to keep the focus on the woman's body anyway dark not something i want to get too deep into on this show you know more power to rothfuss for kind of cracking that open and starting to explore that with this this passage and that's something about the ADEM that is kind of refreshing because we don't see, and we've talked about this before, we don't see these kinds of healthy, judgment-free, female-forward, sex-positive cultures very often. I can't think of, a, of an equivalent one that isn't like smutty. And fantasy novels also just like, and science fiction too, I haven't read that many of them that just like kind of matter-of-factly explain to you like, this is why the characters aren't having babies all the time. Not just because that would be narratively inconvenient, but because there's like an in-world reason for it. Like that's the kind of world building detail that I really like. Yes. It's one line. Yeah. And I like that it's slotted in here kind of after the fact, which I know goes against how I have stated I like my world building done, but I do think it would be ham-handed to have Quoth be like, I read in a book Mm -hmm. that Sylphia would prevent me from planting my seed. And therefore I sought out and gathered a bushel of Sylphium in my pocket. Although he doesn't talk about having it in his inventory, you know, but I, I, I don't mind. <laughs> it would be annoying to like before he before he like bangs anybody to be like, ah, and I chewed my Silphium before. So I knew I wasn't like, A, that would kill the mood and B, it would be an annoying interjection. So just like have him explain it here when they're already talking about how is Babby for him. Why do you keep saying it like that? It's a mem. Is this it's a an, meme I've never heard of? Jordana, it's an older meme, but it checks out. It comes from like a forum. I'll, I'll okay. show you offline. Yeah, I keep thinking that you're saying Bambi, and okay. I was like, we do not give birth to deer here. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 on a different page. 
Is there anything else we want to talk about on this one? I'm good. Uh, as as yesterday, I propose we move on. Yes, I don't think our listeners want to be associated with this subject either. But maybe our listeners now have a better idea how Babby is formed. And we'll, you know, maybe we'll get into a letter on tomorrow's page. Hopefully. Of the wind. wind.